everyone. Welcome back to Keeping Up with the Chaldeans. Today, I'm actually single-handedly handling, handling the interview today, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, my co-host, Anthony, had to take an absence today with a family meeting. And we do have Bruce Kello. And Bruce Kello is part of the Foot Healthcare Associates. And he deals with multi-hospitals uh, around the Metro Detroit area. Mm -hmm. uh, how are you doing today, Bruce? I'm doing amazing. Thanks, cool. Junior. Good to have you. If you want to get into uh, letting us know what your profession is about and how we can uh, introduce it to our community. Sure. Um, I don't know if anyone's seen me before, but uh, I'm a podiatrist. I work on the foot and ankle uh, surgeries, you know, anything that's going on with them. Uh, skin issues, bone issues, muscle issues, pediatrics, kind of anything. And like, you know, Junior was talking about, I'm actually, you know, work out of many hospitals in the area between Providence, uh, Beaumonts, and St. Mary's. So I'm all over the place because I have offices all over the place um, in Southfield, Livonia, and Novi. And I'm part of a big group. Um, I just joined them about a year ago. Um, and it's been, it's been a great transition uh, for my previous practice that I was at in Troy. And so it's been it's been a lot of fun over the last year just coming out and marketing myself more and you know doing yeah. these kind of um, interviews and sure. meeting more people in the, in the community that I've been trying to expose myself to since I came back from yep, you know Chicago. So Yep. And that's awesome. So let's <clears throat> let's lead up to prior to the whole one year transition that you've gone to with this um, group that you're involved in now. Let's talk about, you know, first and foremost, I did look on your background. You mm -hmm. were not originally born here in, um, in the United States. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Uh, so what, what age did you come here from Baghdad here? So I, we, I came here in 1990. We were okay. actually here on vacation. Wow. Um, right before the first Gulf War started. And, uh -huh. of course, the first Gulf War started. And then yep, 91. Yeah. And we ended up staying because of it. Wow. Um, and so... We no no planning or anything. Just at that moment, you figured it was either sudden death if you go back, or you're going to stay here and be protected under, you yeah. know, our freedom here. Correct. Understood. Yeah. yeah. And so it was. It was. It was a very. At the time, I was only you know five years old, so it sure. was kind of a unique um, situation. At the time, you, you yeah. as a child, you really don't understand what's going on. No. You know, you just follow your parents' lead, and you know they've cultivated a great, you know, life for myself and my brother and sister. Sure. So we can't. So it's, it's, you know, there's always, you always talk to our older generation and say, oh, I wish they could go, I yeah. wish I could go back and go back. And you just don't know because you, like you, like, you know, if you've been raised here, you just. It's different. It's very different. You're at five years old. You're here. You're supposed to be learning how to ride a bike at five, but instead you learned a whole <laughs> new world. Yeah, right. Exactly. So that was a big transition. And that was you and your whole family. And how many siblings do you have? I have one brother, one sister. I'm the oldest. So okay. And they're, they're all here, younger, right? Yes. They're, yeah. Okay. So everybody's over here. Well, after you got um, settled here, let's say as a family and what have you, what what was like your path with education? What got you to this point to be part of this field? Uh, I don't want to be a dentist. <laughs> so the funny thing is, is uh, through high school, we had to do a senior project and I yeah. chose to look into the dentist field and mm -hmm. dentistry. And um, in undergrad, I went and shadowed a dentist. Uh, senior of high school, I shadowed a dentist. And I just was like, you know what? This isn't for me during those times. And yeah, uh, my uncle actually, who is a internal medicine physician at Providence, was like, well, why don't you look at 
a podiatry sure. you know, for an ankle surgeon. I had no clue about it at the time. And who's your uh, uncle? Sorry. Uh, Nabil Shabo. He's, okay. yeah, he's actually a, a hospitalist for the Providence Health System, and he actually is a right. professor for Michigan State University, too. So. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, Another Chaldean on yeah, board, right? exactly. Beautiful. Um, and from there, you know, he got me connected to a local podiatrist that works out of Providence. I mm-hmm. shadowed him, I think, two, three days, and I was like, this is it. Um, especially when your path, you don't know where it's leading because sure. you're kind of like, okay, I don't want to do this. This isn't for me anymore. Yep. And you had all the requirements already met mm-hmm. to get into some sort of health professional field and looked into it. Next thing you know, within a month, I was applying to school in Chicago and did my interview, got in, um, went through a four-year uh, pretty much a medical program because yeah. we shared classes with the Chicago Medical School. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was sitting next to MDs and DOs in my classes. Yep. It wasn't like... I was any any below them or anything, yep. so it was it was incredible, just to get through that point. Um, Where was the support from mom and dad at this time? Like you know, traveling mm-hmm. was a little bit different for us going to college and, and stuff. Exactly. You know, it was it's always if you're not in your own backyard within 15 minute <laughs> range, right? So was that a little mm-hmm. bit different for them to accept you to be in Chicago going to school? Yes, and one of the reasons was is they were halfway around the world. They actually both were mitarjamin. They were both translators. Okay. Um, so they're both uh, stationed in Baghdad during this time. And okay. so, I mean, my dad and my dad was a translator for over 16, 17 years. And who's your father? Uh, Anwar Kallo. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's originally a Barjo, and then you come here, and I don't know what happens. Of course, the of course. Names it's either your birthday changed or your name changed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One or the other. Yeah, something like that, exactly. So. Um, and so they, they, you know, it was through Skype. I mean, I was telling them through Skype, through a video chat. Yeah, hey, this they're is okay with it. This is what I'm doing, and they're like, "Well, you got to do what you got to do." Sure. And um, they're like, "Well, how about your brother and sister?" Because you know, we, we stayed together, we we're living together, yeah. and you know, it's just one of those decisions you have to make. And um, good for you, though. It, it, it was. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. It was it, it, it was tough. I mean, uh, I watched my cousins who were great you know, baseball athletes and basketball and other things. And mm-hmm. my aunt, uncles, they wouldn't let them go to Michigan State just to be there. So, you know, it's, it was different for uh, someone to be able to even travel outside of the state to be there. So that was well, a good step. That's, that's funny you bring that up because I think that's one thing in the community that's evolving. Yes, um, huge. And I think the older generations are starting to realize, you know, we have to get out of the whole, yes. um, you know, entrepreneurship in regards to liquor stores and things like that yeah. because those were our bread and butter so to speak where they gave you know everyone the foundation like to mm-hmm. support themselves and things like that but then our you know our older generations gave us the opportunity to expand our horizons and yep you know become educated and you know branch out from all these things and that's i think eventually what our older generations wanted for us yep. and that's why i think you bring up a great point to where you know, now you talk to younger, you know, generations yeah. like yourself. They want to go. Exactly. They don't want to be here and do it. They know that the opportunities are out there. They're reading, they're understanding. They're having their American friends around them versus just our Chaldeans that we grew up with. And they're letting them, you know, understand and going to their parents and saying, listen, let me exploit this life and see what's out there. And truth is, you know, not to veer off of what you do, but in regards to what you did, I like that because... If you don't have the opportunity to grow up and be a man or woman on your own, you're going to be somewhat babied and you just don't know responsibilities. <laughs> right. It's it's true. So when you went, you left, you're on your own. You're in mm-hmm. Chicago. Your parents are halfway around the world. Right. Exactly. You're on your own. Mm-hmm. So standing today, if we threw you in the jungle, you know how to survive. 
I, I, I think so. But, you, you, but I'm yeah. saying in, 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 yeah. in general, like you exactly. know how to be able to make it. Because for seven days a week, you're in Chicago. Mom wasn't there to do your laundry. Oh, yeah. You weren't getting no, no. Risa Maraca waiting for you when you <laughs> no. got home, right? Oh, my God. So, no. so you did it, and that was great. After you did what you did in Chicago and went through schooling there, what was next step for you? Um, I know you did some uh, residency. So you want to get into that and let us know from your residency mm -hmm. and some of the uh, jobs you took on before you got to where you so are. So I think there's a lot of misconception about our field in podiatry. And, um, you know, I'm a doctor of podiatric medicine, so we have our own degree. Mm -hmm. um, we go through residencies now. In the last 15 to 20 years, the profession has evolved because we have to catch up to everyone else. Okay. You know, our our older generations, you know, they've, they've done a great job of, you know, laying the groundwork for us to propel ourselves to be, you know, right. on the same table. So I went through a three-year intensive uh, surgical uh, reconstructive residency for foot and ankle uh, and lower extremity. And that's, you know, a little above and beyond a lot of the profession sure. um, locally. And my partners are great. You know, we we just hired a fellowship-trained um, foot and ankle specialist, you know, he, so that's a big deal now. One of my what partners, does that mean, fellowship trained? Like what? So typically, you know, I went through a three-year residency. Mm -hmm. So he went through a three-year residency and did one more year of specialized training okay. for reconstruction. Okay. Um, which is even more than, you know, we all get exposed to kind of a lot of the similar things. But, you know, I came, you know, I went and matched at Loyola University Medical Center in Chicago, which mm -hmm. is a big university setting. And yep. um, those are things you get exposed to at these university settings and bringing that kind of training and talent back here, mm -hmm. I think was one of the major reasons why I was like, you know what, I have to come back to the local area. Yep, and, and get in here. Mm -hmm. Let, let's dig into this a little bit. So it's not normal to have a foot problem, to be aching. That's technically what it's what I've understood. It's not, you, you should not have an issue. But from what I also understood on percentage, 75% of Americans have some sort of foot issue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. Whether yeah. it be a small scale to a large scale, but it's not normal to have any type of ache or issue into it. So I want to lead into something that I've kind of, not kind of, I've, I've left on the back burner, but you mentioned Loyola. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so we have a little common ground here. Loyola was the hospital that took me on after losing my arm. Oh, wow. Okay. So it happened an hour outside of Chicago. Mm -hmm. So I was flown into Loyola. So I had this happen to me. Um, and, and, and taking care of, they, they was probably one of the, one of, uh, it was an unbelievable hospital by the mm -hmm. way. Um, but the experience that I've had since being there till now, it's been a little over 19 years that I've dealt with this. I've had a foot problem and mm -hmm. I didn't realize, uh, how much was going to come out of it from losing an arm. But, um, I go through stuff like uh turf toe where some won't understand unless they watch sports. Cause it's a Correct. big time sports thing. Correct. Um, I also have. Uh, um, heel problems and that's because of the differential of my weight and, mm -hmm. and what have you so I would for sure be a guy who would need to come see you wouldn't I at some point because of these I mean I know turf toe is something you just it's very rare that you can find a resolution unless you go through some deep surgeries but it's more I, I disagree with you on that okay. actually help me out with that like if you so can with the turf toe a lot of the times is it's simple as just making the toe not bend as much okay so that way it allows the ligament structure kind of the capsule of the joint mm -hmm. to actually calm down a little bit because you've probably had chronic cartilage injury now to that area yep. so if you could limit the range of motion to that area then i think you'll be fine uh which is as simple as even doing what we call a bunion splint where it's a device you just kind of slip on and it just mm -hmm. holds the toe and really? you know your toe doesn't go up and down so it doesn't put the stress on the joint okay but i agree with you i mean 
sounds like you've you've had a lot of experience with you know what's yeah. going on. Well, the weight differential I'm sure has affected me at some point because I'm using that left leg to be able to lift off instead of being able to use an arm to pull myself up. Mm -hmm. So it's gone through some damage. I know it has. Mm -hmm. um, so I mean, I possibly would be a case to come see you. And even when I was younger, I've had my own foot. Um, I used to have a. Uh, slight bone that was growing on the third part near the ankle mm -hmm. and i had a plate that i would use in my shoes throughout grade school to to somewhat force that almost like what a bunion does mm -hmm. to it to a to a toe mm -hmm. i was getting it on my ankle so i was using a plate at mm -hmm. that time um and 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 to throw this out there you know people have have asked what is the why don't i get a prosthetic Okay. okay. Just to, because it mm -hmm. falls onto yours. Yeah. Well, when I went to go see the the the, the people for prosthesis, mm -hmm. uh, both to both have had said the same thing to me. You're probably gonna give it up. Okay. In my situation, because my from full length use and what have you, but they they gave me the example of a foot or a leg. Okay. So if you can help me on that, to have your foot amputated or leg you're going to need it because of balance more or mm -hmm. less than anything. So it's almost mandatory. Have you ran into these circumstances? Are you seeing that more? Because I know diabetes and stuff is exactly. running rampant you know, through, through our community. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. are you seeing this? And what do you do in those circumstances? So the goal, one of the major training things that I went through is they call it limb salvage. Okay. I actually have kind of adjusted it in my own practice and I like to call it limb preservation. Okay. Because limb salvage is such a, you know, a hard yeah. term and people get scared with that. Sure. And I agree with you. There's a lot of you know, now diabetes is the number one cause of lower extremity amputations. Sure. Whether it be below knee, toes, half the foot. Mm -hmm. Um the kind of amputations I do if we want to take yeah, a let's, look at let, this. Yeah, let's do this. Bring this over to um, you. is is if we can is so sometimes it starts as simple as just removing a portion of the toe. And it's typically a big toe, you know, maybe the small toe, one of these toes here, and you end up just having kind of just an absent toe, and you just have kind of a nub, so to speak, or yep. a stump is what they call it. And correct me if I'm wrong, you, when you lose any toes, you have loss of balance. Correct. Okay. So but, what do you do in that case? So typically from a prosthesis or prosthetic standpoint, yes, I actually get them into a custom-molded device for their shoe. To them, okay. it might look like a regular shoe. You yep. look at it like, oh, nothing's wrong. Yep. But it's actually got a filler at the front here to prevent the foot from sliding forward and protecting the Understood. toe. Okay. But that material is special. It's called plastizo. But what it does, it it takes a lot of the friction away from the foot so it doesn't create another sore, another infection. Sure. And next thing you know, you go up all the levels. Unfortunately, below knee is this. It's removing yep. this whole portion. Yep. And then creating you know, a prosthesis to fit that. And I agree with you, the prosthesis for the lower extremity is- Much is, more important. Is, is more important because of propulsion. So one of the things that happens, it's probably similar to the arm because mm -hmm. what happens is cardiovascularly, your, your body is under more stress sure. because yep. of the need of oxygenation and much quicker because then the, so to speak, the system mm -hmm. is now shorter. Okay. So blood has to move, move a little fast. quicker. Yep. Um, so those are some of the things to look at. And unfortunately, you know, I actually also do work as a wound care specialist at Providence Novi once uh -huh. one day a week. So my part of my specialty, not just foot and ankle, is actually diabetic foot care and wound care for lower extremities. Okay. And um, it's a, been a big deal for me because I did a lot of it. I did at Loyola Medical Center. Yep. Um, and so it's it's been, I'm very fortunate in the last year to have joined this group and been able to use a lot of the 
training that I was, you mm-hmm. know, that I was given. Um, and so it's, it's very common, unfortunately. And, you know, you see it too readily and, um, that's what, unfortunately, maybe 25, 30% of our patients are diabetics. That's crazy. That's a high amount, you know. And I know we took this to more of the extreme approach of what could possibly happen. Let's scale back. Give us some of the things that maybe some of our viewers are experiencing and don't understand it, like common foot issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, like, I have friends that have gout. I have mm-hmm. friends that, I mean, I have, my sister has uh, what, what you'd call, uh, like, is it a bunion, right? Mm-hmm. Am I saying it right? Mm-hmm. She's got one on the uh, outside of yeah. her foot. And, 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 and I don't know how they come about. I mean, it seems like it's common in women more than men. Um, I don't know how they come to be, but I know it's an extensive surgery, and it can be painful as well, too, to some. Mm-hmm. But also it can be relieving the aftermath is a relief of what yeah. you can do. Let's get into that. Give us yeah. some stuff that may I, they may experience. Mm-hmm. So. so I think the number one thing I want to, at least from my practice, yes. is I want to make it clear is I don't do anything for cosmetic reasons. Okay. okay? Why do I say that is because you're not going to like the result because you're going to have pain to an area that you never had pain to. Sure. I think that's one thing a lot of, there's a lot of misconception and people get into these, you know, elective surgeries thinking, at least for the foot and ankle, yep. hey, um, I want to fix this. I was like, okay, what's wrong with it? Well, I don't like how it looks. Well, unfortunately, that's yep. not a reason to pursue yep. surgery. So one of the more common, I'll get more common things is sure. heel pain, plantar fasciitis. Probably number one thing we see, which is, is you know, what exactly. So there's a ligament, um, mm-hmm. kind of at the bottom here. It attaches to your heel bone. Yep. And unfortunately, over time, if your mechanics are off in the foot, the ligament here will pull away mm-hmm. uh, from the bone and create a little bit of local inflammation start to kind of tear away from the bone. And is that something I could be possibly facing with the ache that I get down there? Potentially from yours would probably be more back here with yeah. the Achilles pulling on the bone. Yes. So what happens is since the tendon shortens, yes. same concept that a shorter tendon causes more pull. Makes sense. And that pull will cause micro tears within the tendon, which then you could get a inflammatory response and then pain, discomfort, swelling. Could that discomfort all the way up to your Achilles when you got a problem like that? Correct. Because there's fibers. That's what I get. Correct. Yeah. So all the fibers of here, mm-hmm. uh, they intermix with the ones on yeah. the bottom. So yep. this whole thing is a system. We call it the windlass mechanism. Okay. Um, so from the tips of the toes all the way up to the uh, kind of be up behind your knee because yeah. one of the this major... This is where it is. So if yep. I'm, sure like this, I'm getting it up to this Correct. point. And sometimes it feels like the back of my knee is just, it's aching or Correct. sore, but it's not. It's just... It's, it's actually inflamed. coming from your Achilles area. Okay. Um, and one of the reasons is... Uh, one of the muscles actually originates in the back of the thigh. Okay. So it crosses. It's a long muscle, and it crosses a lot of joints. Okay. Um, what does somebody do to relieve that symptom? So I, the easiest thing to do, typically, I know this is so, you know, like, really, Doc, that's it, is it's literally just a heel lift in that side, about a quarter-inch felt heel lift. And okay. what it does, it actually will shorten the tendon a little bit. Yeah. It's kind of counterintuitive because, like, yeah. wait a minute, the tendons are short. But what you're doing is you're preventing the Achilles from being stretched. Okay. Um, I'm a big proponent of physical therapy. You know, like, you had, you guys had one of my buddies on here a couple weeks ago. Which Jeff one? Oro. Oh, yeah. So I send to him a lot because he's got his him own. Him and Jonathan. Yeah. Great so I send to them a lot. Um, so they're, you know, they're they're one of the my helpers. They, they you know I don't like doing injections a lot. You I'm know. gonna tell you I, I applaud you. Yeah. I really do yeah. because I, when this happened to me, I quit any pain pills 45 days nice. after. Right, I won't touch any of that stuff. And even when my I have a partial tear to my rotary and labrum, uh, well, yeah. overuse one arm, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. PT. I yeah. won't do pills. I won't oh, do yeah. anything else. Just let me just you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying and work its way through. And with the grace of God, yeah. it'll you know get me through it. But. So 
Dr. Schultz, is that something like you could put in your shoe to oh, help yeah. that? Yeah, oh. there's, you know, they have the gel heel cups. Yep. I like a little, I like them to be firmer. Mm-hmm. I don't like it to be too gel-like or, yep. you know, squishy so, or whatever. Are those real readings? Like when you go to no. Meyer, you know what I'm talking about? When you're <laughs> yeah. standing on that machine. But it's one hell of a marketing tool, I'll tell you yeah, that. Yeah, it gives you, I was like, man, I was like, how many people's feet are actually on this a yeah. day? You know, what I'm I was like skeptical just to get on because of stinky feet. <laughs> So, so that's funny you bring up the, I mean, our stinky feet because we actually wipe down everyone's feet before I see them because, yeah. Yeah. you know. Fungus it, or anything. Exactly. It could be an issue. Definitely, exactly. definitely. And uh, that, that's, yeah. so, so outside of that, what would be the next thing? Would it be something like that, like fungal or any type of Correct. like? Okay. So there's a ton. Unfortunately, like there's yep. there's so Some many the comments. You know. Yeah. Um, like we talked about toenail fungus. Um, yeah. You know, this one, this is Penlac. This is actually one of the toenail um, lacquers mm-hmm. that's prescription mm-hmm. it's actually one of the worst ones because it's it's success rate is around 30 percent okay um typically we in our office we recommend something called tulsalin um it's a it's a combination medication but yeah fungal nails people think it's a an overnight cure unfortunately it's nine yeah. months to a year of wow. being very very vigilant with the medication because the nail itself only grows 0.01 millimeters a day in the foot okay one of the reasons is it's mm-hmm. not exposed to sunlight Understood. So, so you're in shoes. D. Vitamin, correct. Yep. So why I always recommend biotin, which is a vitamin B7, mm-hmm. to help with those things. Okay. Um, the funny thing is there's research that actually shows if you have athlete's foot, you're yes. more prone to get Fungal nail fungus. fungus. You have nail fungus, you're more prone to get athlete's foot. So that's one thing to always, I always tell you guys, spray out your shoes, whether yep. it be a Lysol. We have a product that we also sell through the office. Uh, that's a very common thing we see. Mm-hmm. Um that's fungal issues that you see, yep, right? Correct. Very common. Now, let me ask something. Not to be funny or what have you. <laughs> I remember our uncles and old school Iraqis dads that would come in. They had them thick toenails, and look, is that what that is that what would that fungal problem be? Correct. So okay. we the term they use whenever you take a specimen of the nail and send it is occult okay. onychomycosis, which means a, a residual fungal nail infection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and so. Those are the tough ones because they've been there for years, you know, and our and our dads and moms, of course. you know, they, they don't they go to their pedicure as whatever, yeah. and that's fine. And it's just one of those things where it's just a cosmetic thing, you know, for a lot yep. of people. But then, you know, if it starts to become worse, the itchiness, you yeah. know, and flaking of the nails, yep. and they become very brittle, split, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, and hey, since you just said something about getting nails and stuff done. You ever had anybody come in, like any women come in because somebody used something dirty while working on their feet that infected it? And like, is that part of where they would come see you too? Mm-hmm. Really? What's some of the things you've seen and how did it even happen? So I'll start off with the patient. I actually saw her yeah. today, which um, whatever they did, they ended up creating a, a hole in the nail, got infected. What? And pretty much created a lesion, what we call a um, pyogenic granuloma. So it's almost like- a crater. Crater, correct. Yeah. Crater that eventually just grew and came back infectious, bacterial, had to put her on a what? young, healthy lady in her late 30s. And how that? How does that happen? So, and it was an instrumentation. I mean, it's it's could be the the bay the um the, the, the basin yeah, yeah the, the tub the they tub use that they're using as simple as that could be the instrumentation because I always tell my patients I'm like if it's not coming out of a sterile package if yep. you don't see them open it yeah just know it's dirty yep you know there is there's if it doesn't go through what we call a um, sterilization process mm-hmm. um, 
Oh my God, I can't even think of the name of the device we use. It's okay, Liz. Yeah. As long as you're instilling the yeah. fear in these women. So you women got to understand yeah. something. You oh, got yeah. to go to clean places, no matter what. No matter how long they've been doing your nails for and feed, mm-hmm. pedicure and all that stuff. You just have to. Mm-hmm. It's, it's especially you're dealing from mm-hmm. human to human. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the yeah. worst one is actually I had a diabetic lady um, who went, came in. Unfortunately, I had to amputate her big toe. You know? Because of getting her stuff yeah. done at a pedicure yeah. place that was dirty. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, I mean, it's sad because you just you're going in for a regular thirty dollar fix mm-hmm. up, sixty dollar fix up, and mm-hmm. you're coming out now. You're going through thousands of dollars worth of issues <sighs> because of somebody not being clean. Now I wonder what can happen in that circumstance. Who's responsible party for that? You know what I mean? Because it's like hard. How do you go back? Like uh, you know what I mean? Like like mm-hmm. are are you as Bruce saying? Listen, we know it came from there. Kind of like when somebody goes in with a sick stomach at a restaurant, right? And then you try to go back and see was there anything that you know salmonella or whatever else that you know it's like and it's that's tough. then you don't know where the liability lies right at. and that's sad and it's, and somebody has yeah. to be held accountable because mm-hmm. at the end of the day i just lost a toe for 60 bucks yeah isn't that crazy mm-hmm. and it's it's um it's sad because it's not like like you can't how do you police a a nail salon like, you know, it's like a regular business, you know, so unless somebody comes in with the food mm-hmm. and health inspections yeah. or, and does it, but, but it's so but, easy to miss. Well, I mean, if you think about it, what are they really, you know, going to inspect? Exactly. I mean, there's no, there's no edible products there. You know, everything is supposedly cleaned. Yep. Um, so they're left alone. And it's yeah, kinda, there's no, yeah, there's no, there's no oversight, no regulation. And, and, and that's, uh, you know, if you talk about regulation oversight, what do you talk about? You talk about more cost. Then next thing you know, your $25 pedicure is costing $45 because yeah. now yeah. they have these licenses they have to pay for and things yeah. like that. Yeah, and then people will rather still skimmy out and go to the basement and a friend of a friend. <laughs> so all that can happen out of just a simple pedicure. Um, so we have a lot of Chaldeans that play CFL that I've seen so many <laughs> times. And Kat's the Chaldean Football League. Yeah, yeah. Anthony, I wish he was here to be on it. Um, knock on wood, I don't think he has had any injuries. But okay. we've had them. I mean, we've had the guys come off the field. Um, we've had – few of them have had Achilles situations mm-hmm. that have happened and popped. And is it true that they say usually a year later that you'll usually have your other one go out on you? Rumor That's that's what some have said that, that they've heard that usually by that next year in. But if can you explain us what happens? Because sure. like, Achilles is all part of this whole mm-hmm. part of it. So Correct. So here's your Achilles tendon. It attaches to your heel bone. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what happens is you end up become, uh, having a uh, like a concentric contraction where – your foot's going one way and the Achilles is going another way and it just pops. Okay. There's too much tension, it pops. Okay. Or it's the other where you have a traumatic incident where something hits it and then it tears. So the fibers, whether it be a complete tear, partial tear, mm-hmm. no matter what, whether or not you pursue surgery, yes, you're looking at one year before you regain yep. kind of most of your power. That's yep. all research now, whether you go surgical or non-surgical. Sure. My partners and I actually use a minimally invasive technique um, through a, some equipment that we've been able to, you know, that's been produced and things like that. Mm-hmm. So instead of an incision about this long to yep. try to fix everything, we actually make it through a small stab incision this big. Mm-hmm. Uh, one stab incision here, one stab incision here. And their recovery, they're pretty much back walking within three, four weeks. Wow. You know, back to full activity, I'd say between three and six months, depending on their size sure. and things like that. Most partial tears, I, I personally put them in a boot mm-hmm. and just elevate their heel in that yes. boot 
and that's it. Yep. If it's a true through and through rupture, it needs. I think. I think most of the time it needs to be fixed. Okay. Unfortunately, there's a lot of guys that go through these long incisions. I've yes. seen it. Yes. And their incisions open up, and they get infections, and they never return to who they are. Next thing you know, it's two years. So one of the things that you know I'm blessed with to be in a group that we're very proactive and yep. progressive. Yep. You know, using this device that helps us you know, fix everything within a small incision. You reduce that's, your downtime. Imagine just a small incision. I would say day. that's different from, is this something you guys are personally going after? Because the one you're talking about where it splits, the incision that's longer, that's the more common one that I've Correct. seen. And also the boot I've seen too. My, my cousin was running NCFL. Somebody's trying to catch up to him. Their cleat hit the back of yep. his calf right there in that point, yep. and he felt it right there. And then Correct. they put him in a boot because mm -hmm. he did not want to go through Correct. surgery as much yeah. as possible. Mm -hmm. Your surgery though um is somewhat new to from what i've seen Correct. versus that long so is that something you guys are specifically going after when working with the achilles and the heel and all that correct so we so our goal with this is mm -hmm. minimally invasive surgeries okay. i do some my partners do some we do it through ankle scopes through cameras um one of the reasons we pursue this is because like you said mm -hmm. you get these long incisions they don't get back to who they are yep. really for a long time yep um, it's a special device. We call it the PARS device. That's mm -hmm. the company. The company that makes it named it the PARS. Okay. Um, it's it's almost it's called the percutaneous Achilles repair system, mm -hmm. um, and that device I think is transcendent because what it does is you pretty much took away a ton of the risk the patient has to go through. Sure. Um, and we try to really stay at the forefront. If you ever look at our website. Uh, michiganpodiatry.com, yep. yep. <laughs> um, you'll see a lot of the advanced technologies. You know, I use um, a device for, you know, f arthritis of this joint here mm -hmm. where it looks like a little um, dot. Remember those Candy's dots? Yeah, yeah. So it looks yep. like a little dot you put in there for arthritis. And no way. It's very innovative, and it's very, you know, it's it's patients are pain-free right away. Yeah. You know, and these are things that we're trying to you, make so sure. So you're, say, you're saying you're more like trying to stay away from cutting people open and work with more physical fixing versus actual having to go in yeah. that's that's great because yeah. truth is at my age as we get older it's not easy to recover from these surgeries you know as we go through them a paper cut lasts me a week or two <laughs> right now you know what i'm saying so so i i see where, where you're coming from with that uh i want to ask you this i did see you you guys employ a good amount of people 30 to 35 oh, yeah. um and if not more i think we're at about 40 plus employees yeah that, that's great so you guys all manage them within this five-man group that you guys are made up of so it's six now, uh, six now? Yeah, okay. within the last month it was six so correct i mean even though we have our president of the group you know have partners like myself and uh, one of my other partners mm -hmm. um we all have a hand in how the everyone performs great um there, we have an office manager. There's an assistant office mm -hmm. manager. We have two billers in the office that are constantly, you know, looking yep. at our, you know, financials or, you know, making sure we're um, able abiding. to move forward. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Move forward, abiding by Medicare standards, yep. by all these insurance standards. Because at the end of the day, if you get audited, it's a big problem. And, Huge. And you know about that. To, especially these days. They want to mm -hmm. catch you with anything yeah. just to say you're doing wrong. Oh, yeah. And just to plug out there, we are looking for medical assistance. And we Good. do pay... We do pay, actually, to be honest with you, we pay a lot more than I thought we do. Um, when and I first where, joined this practice. Where can they submit that? The, the, like um, you could go through right through our website, or if you call our number, 248-258-0001, uh, uh, talk to any of the staff. They'll mm -hmm. either you know, get the message to our office manager. Um, we do go, th I mean, we do want you to be somewhat, have some experience because sure. we do pay 
I think some of the top dollar for these medical. I know Good. some of my friends who are medical assistants. Good. And I know what they make, and yep. I say, okay. You guys we, are out, you guys are beating it by numbers. Yeah. We won't even have you say it no. with what it is, but that's great because that was my next thing. Is I see you employ a lot of people. We have a lot of younger generation that's actually getting on board. Um, doing stuff from mm-hmm. residencies and getting mm-hmm. in, involved into the medical yeah. field. My sister's in it too, so I know what you oh, know yeah. when you have dedication into mm-hmm. it, and you do have to have that. You know, when you come to, to be employed in this field, you have to have a sense of care for humanity. Mm-hmm. You just have to. Of course, you can't just walk and say, "I'm yeah. just," you know what I'm saying? Oh, Want to yeah. just go take care of people mm-hmm. because I want to make money? No, of course. Um, yeah. She's worked with Carmanos okay. um, since she was out here. Oh wow! And then she actually uh, went to uh, Las Vegas. She's mm-hmm. right on the outskirts of it. She's lived out there, and she worked for them for for a while for there and now she's um she's heading a department with a university of uh university uh, hospitals the, the las vegas yeah. yep she's yeah. with them yep she's big with them so they gave her a great job with it and it wasn't common when the reason i'm saying this it wasn't common when she was doing this she's a few years younger than me but now i see it there the 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 women are becoming the nurses mm-hmm. we've got um uh, Rena, uh, yeah. Rena Days. Yep, yeah. she she's part of you oh, know. Yeah. The, I want to get her on here too. So I hope you're watching and you Rena, get to see. Yeah, I have to call you. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, call you. her just to push yeah. her. But I, I sent her stuff over. But oh, nice. great women and men mm-hmm. that are coming up like oh, you yeah. guys. But the younger need that that need you, you guys. You, yes, I was gonna say you. Yeah. They need that father mother figure of guidance mm-hmm. in this. So we we want to see you guys do that. Exactly. We appreciate that you're putting it out there, letting them know that there is room for them. Oh, yeah. You're hiring right now, yeah. you know. So we're gonna let them know that, and we want people to you know give you give you a, a call or an email yeah. out. So and this and we we have a lot of our uh, medical assistants are in the middle of physician assistant, you know, interviews. They're in nursing schools. They're yeah. You know, we work with you guys part time. You know, we try to get you the hours you need. I mean, I have you know the last three, four assistants I left went into either medical school, physician assistant school, or nursing school. That's huge. There, this is like a stepping stone for you guys. Even if, you know, it's it's a big deal because you're getting that experience. You're getting, you know, hands-on experience of patient care, you know, medical terminology, mm-hmm. um, you know, private practice, you know, yep. so to speak, and just on a, interacting with patients. I mean, that's the key, you know, understanding HIPAA laws, understanding yep. privacy laws. You know, these are, you might not realize it, but... It's important. You know, these, these are very important. They're they're very you know if they're not if they're not followed, it's very yeah. You can lose yeah. your licenses mm-hmm. over some of this stuff, and all that time you put in and all the exactly. money you put into it is now gone to oh, waste yeah. off a simple mistake. Yeah. So. And then another thing you, you brought up with the yep. youth is you know I'm part of the Caldean American Association of Health Professionals CAP, which has been around for twenty plus years, yep. or even longer. I think it's thirty years. Mm-hmm. And you know I just did a volu- uh, I just volunteered for their local. Um, health fair at mm-hmm. mother of god mm-hmm. and it was great to see these medical students That's there great. helping out and things like that and those those are the opportunities i think you're talking about is yes you know when you get a chance to volunteer if you're trying to get into the health field you try to get into who's prospectively you know the physicians in the area or mm-hmm. professionals in the area that are that you want to be in right and that's why like i was telling you earlier you know once i moved over from the troy practice to this three office group you know i've i've pretty much put myself out there with, you know, Dr. Brijo, uh, Dr. Bajuka, Dr. Elias, Nahid Elias, um, a lot of these guys, because they're big in our community in regards yep. to a lot of our older generation knows them. Mm-hmm. And so introducing them, hey, I'm here. They don't know of another foot and ankle Chaldean specialist. Yeah. And I could speak, you know, Sudith, and next thing you know, it's... I'm glad I mean, to know yeah. you now. 
because of truth course, is, yeah. it's just not just saying, oh, I'm going to go support him because he's Chaldean, no. but I'm more comfortable just mm -hmm. knowing that, like, because again, there's sincerity when you work with a doctor, right? Of course. It's not always like, I mean, you know, there's going to be a few that just want the money, but the majority are there for the care. Mm -hmm. But when you just get that little extra, like, man, I can talk to Bruce now, mm -hmm. you know, or when I run into Bruce somewhere, oh, yeah. it's like, hey, Bruce, what up, man? How you doing? I, I'll be at your office, you know, oh, Thursday. Yeah. It makes it different. Just like it made me different for like when I started going in for to see a Chaldean dentist and mm -hmm. other things and so forth. Where do where do I find you? I want to find Bruce today. Um, I know you have your website. Mm -hmm. Is there any permanent place or is there a number? Where do they find you if they want to get to you? And then mm -hmm. you'll do you fit them to say, well, come visit me at my Novi office. Come visit me at Livonia mm -hmm. or where you know how does that work? Correct. So. Uh, typically, we have you call the office at 248-258-0001 mm -hmm. um, or through our website. You have there's a patient portal where you could request an appointment with me. So we'll okay. say, okay, if you're a new patient, it will tell you these are the time slots open in Southfield, time mm -hmm. slots open in Novi, time mm -hmm. slots open in Livonia. If you call and say, I want to see Dr. Kalu, yep. um, the staff will get a hold of me like, hey, this patient is a referral from you know Junior, yep. Junior Binu, yep. or from Keeping Up with the Chaldeans or yep. from... Uh, Dr. Elias or Dr. Brijo, I'll say double book them. And that's kind of my guarantee to, um, you know, the population, our population yeah. definitely, yep. but any of these physicians that are referring to me. Mm -hmm. The other thing too is, I don't know if you, I don't know how familiar you are with the Chaldean American Ladies of Charity. Yes. Yep. So I actually. Yep. We got, actually, we got Lisa Denha. She's going to be oh, nice. interviewed here in a few weeks. Oh, so. very nice. Yep, so one reason I'm, I've worked with them more is my wife is actually the program operations director for them. Oh, really? Yeah. There's a new woman that just came on yeah. board with them Lisa. too. Lisa. Not oh, Kelly. Lisa. Not yeah, Kelly. Yeah, yeah, Kelly. Yeah. She's working with Lisa. Yeah. But they, they kind of dropped, just off subject. Yeah. She said she's American. Yes. And I, and Anthony goes, but she's serving the Chaldean community, right? Yeah. Lisa, you're exactly. with her? Exactly. Bring her on. Yeah. You know what and, I'm saying? And so she's amazing. She's been on. She'll be with us too that yeah, day. I yep. think I, we're going to introduce her. her to everybody. Oh, so. yeah. And she, you know, I know we're talking off subject yeah, okay. here. But because as much, because what I've done is I've told, you know, my wife and uh, her yep. CEO, Kelly, yep. that if there's patients you want me to see from your you know charity, let me know. And I will make sure specifically that they see me, whether I have to, you know, you know, whatever it is, I'll bend over backwards to do that's it. That's great. I've had that happen a couple times. That's huge. So when I'm trying to serve the community, that's that's kind of the thing. But that's you'll huge. love her. I mean, you'll no, that's you'll huge. We, we, well, we commend yeah. you guys like this. We, we had yeah. we had um, Basil Bacall a few yeah. days ago on too. You okay. know, as well too. Same thing, yeah. man. He's saying you come to us if you don't got it. We're gonna support you just mm -hmm. to get you going. Mm -hmm. Listen, man. Everybody goes through tough times, right? Mm -hmm. Does that mean turn your back just because somebody doesn't have it? No, because no, it's like as a community, once a problem happens, we kind of stick together. Whether we should be financially or losing somebody, it's good to always help each other out. So we applaud you for that. So you yeah. basically are saying you'd give a hand to somebody who may just not financially be fit mm -hmm. at that time but really needs help. Mm -hmm. And that's awesome. Yeah. And those women do great work. Calc is yeah. awesome. Lisa and all them, they're so oh, yeah. active, and people don't even know half the stuff that they do. <laughs> oh, yeah. So. And that's and that's Kudos the thing. To them. And that's how you know when an organization is you know, does well is when you don't know what they're doing, but they're doing a lot. Yep. And they're accomplishing a lot because it's that's I think one thing too is one thing for me to come on, you know, and hang out with you and yeah. talk about this. But if I'm not if I'm just talking to talk, it's one thing. Yep. But I think you're acting I'll, on it. I, I I think I'm acting on it, and but at the same time, it's still early. I think. I still have a lot to do. I still have a lot to expose myself to. The we community. all do every single um, day. And I think you guys, I mean, have done a great job with this because I've, I've, Thank you know, you. once I saw this pop up, I'm like, man, I'd love to do this. I appreciate that. Thank and you. And 
I was like, man, they're doing some great work for everyone because what they're doing is you're giving us a voice, you know, when maybe there hasn't been one. Maybe it's true. The voice that we typically hear is our older generation. I, I mean, you and I, even though you might be a few years older than me, I think we're in the same generation. We I are, mean, and I, th- I believe we relate more than I would relate to someone that's you know f- in their seventies with yep. our gener- with our population. So, I think for the first time we have someone okay that is credible. That you know is an amazing person. I mean, this is just our conversation today. I mean, I've been you know I've been very relaxed and you know like hey yep. you know what they're. They're not doing this just to do it. They're doing it because we want to let people know there was a need, you know. And so that's I've been I've been amazed just thank you hanging out with you today. I am too now listening to your stories. I mean, like to what you're doing and the caliber of what you've taken it to, and just saying that what you said just in regards from cutting somebody open to Mm -hmm. me that makes me realize you're more for the patient than the profit. Mm -hmm. So you're there to get them going, help them out, mm-hmm. and make their life better. Because let's be real, man. We use our feet all day, every day. Yeah. It's what we're on, oh, yeah. right? We're standing on our feet, walking, whatever it may be. The only time we ever get relaxation is when we're just sleeping, really. <laughs> and sometimes even that's not. Oh, yeah. You know, I just to tell you something funny, but since I just said that, but they did a sleep apnea test on me years yeah. ago. I have um, very slight restless leg syndrome. Oh, my God. And I have it because they say they, it compensates for the pain. Okay. You're, you're, I'm doing it because it's to alleviate what pain I'm going through with my upper oh, extremities gotcha. okay. yeah. that my feet are moving. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, just it's crazy things that you get, get to realize about, you know, what goes on with that. I do have to ask you this. Who was your biggest pushers? Who do you want to give some shout-out to and some love back, you know, while you're on the show? Um, I Well, number one is my parents uh, because sure. – they they were always there even though you know they were halfway around the world they always you know were there whether it be financially you know with words of knowledge with you know things like that they just they just helped me be confident in my pursuit of what i wanted to do that's great Uh, my brother and sister as much as they they've annoyed me over the years they've you know when i've needed them when i've needed you know help moving, you know, mm-hmm. moving so many times because when you're yep. in residency and sure. my brother coming out to Chicago to help me move from one apartment to another, um, my sister coming to help me that do that. So they've been along there, you know, I mean, trying to move a one bedroom apartment, it's no easy task, especially no. in Chicago when it's all up and downstairs. Of course. Of course. Um, and then if I go back to my mentors from Chicago, uh, one of them is actually, uh, his name is Dr. Daniel Evans, mm-hmm. who actually was one of my um, attendings at Loyola Medical Center. He was the one that kind of vouched for me to get the spot at Loyola, awesome, um, which is a big deal to me. And he was also one of my professors at school. So he's one of the ones I'd say without him, I wouldn't have gotten into such an amazing program mm-hmm. and to got the training I did, you know, because it's very competitive. I mean, yep. about 20% of our field does not get a residency out of school, which is a big deal. That's huge. Um, and then if we go into, you know, my uncle, um, him just, you know, being the person who kind of guides me, you know, he, yep. cause he's, a, he has the health professional background mm-hmm. and he's been kind of like, you need to do this or, you know, he's kind of guided me or give me assistance in regards to advice. And he's been very helpful. And, you know, I followed him from Troy Beaumont. I followed him to Providence and he went back and forth. Um, so he's really given me a good stronghold on mm-hmm. what it takes to be very successful in that field. Um, my friends, I mean, I've had a lot of guys I grew up with, um, Kind of this crew, we, you know, it's kind of funny. We used to yeah. call ourselves uh, the Bootners <laughs> because of prom. You know, yeah. back in the day, I grew up in Bluefield Hills. I went to Avondale High School. And so this group of guys, you know, Rob, Pato, Mike, uh, Louie, 
these guys, you know, one of them's Cali, and the other guys, you know, one's Asian, one's Argentinian, one's white, and it was kind of like our own. That's UN. a great group. Yeah, I mean, and we've we've been through everything. You know, they last year we we took our first trip that we all took together, which yeah. was my bachelor party for. You know, we went out to Vegas. And yeah. So it was a good time, but it was like it was so crazy. All these years we've been friends. We've been friends since like fifth grade, and it took all these years to finally have us all together at once. So That's those guys fun. have been always there, and I know if I needed something, they've always been. Um, it's always good to have that man. My, that support yeah. system is exactly on, you need it. And now you know the friends I've made, you know that understand mm-hmm. the m- amount of work it takes to get somewhere. It's been great, and um, I have a lot of support from Dr. Gepi too, Musab Gepi, uh, recently in the last couple months, who has kind of given me a lot of um, support. You know, he's. Mm-hmm. And you what know, kind of doctor is he? He's an internal medicine and GI. He also does gastroenterology too. Okay. So he does both. Um, and so he's he's helped me out a lot. He's been, you know, working with me a lot. And I've been very grateful because he's mm-hmm. given me a springboard to show, hey, this is my talent. Let me show you. And he's given me that springboard. And Great. along with uh, Dr. Bressel Brijo, you know, they've, they've kind of given me these springboards to where I could really demonstrate who I am and what I do and uh, that's huge the care and it is i mean you're getting an extra push from the wisdom of mm-hmm. them you know and mm-hmm. the experience mm-hmm. so that's and, big and then another friend of mine um uh, uh, he's also a physician uh, dr uh, finar elias mm-hmm. uh, he works at a promedica in toledo near toledo and he's you know he he went through a similar struggle in regards to residency and things like that yep. he was in chicago with me for a couple of years and he was another support system I had that's when awesome. he had no one, and that's another you know big guy too. Beautiful, that I think helped me out through through some 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 of these crazy times. Yeah, you need yeah. it, especially with the way you guys go through schooling. Just that alone, the school to mm-hmm. get you to become a doctor, mm-hmm. the years, the struggles, mm-hmm. the times you guys are up in the middle of the night mm-hmm. studying and stuff. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing is it's not Adderall; it's a good friend, <laughs> yeah. right? It's a good you're, friend. You're not so, lying. Yeah, because yeah. that's gonna push you and get you through it mm-hmm. more than anything else will. Yeah. Is there anything that I didn't bring up or stuff that you want to let our audience know? Um, anything in regards to whether the part of the practice or mm-hmm. something you can give them as a, a, a little health tip mm-hmm. or if uh, something that can comfort them to get mm-hmm. them to come see you. But if there's anything that I did miss or you want to let them know, please do so. Um, I mean, I think you we've covered a lot of different things and, you know, the touch base on a lot of different things from diabetes to sports injuries to pediatrics. Um, all these little things, you know, are a big deal. And we don't really, we kind of neglect, like you said, it's not normal to have foot pain. You're right. It is not, you know, there's something going on, you know, everyone says, Oh, don't wear your heels. Don't wear heels. I'm like, well, just don't wear them for eight hours. Yeah. You know, you know, wear them for an hour or two and that's fine. You know, have a better, bigger toe box. Um, you know, you ever helped anybody get their foot out of their mouth? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I just had to throw that. I think in there. I think with my wife, I put mine in my mouth all the time. <laughs> and 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 you want to give a shout out to your wife, my beautiful wife, Arjan. I'll see you later. Um, she's always, you know what she, she's always cooking, and I, I love her for it. And, and we're always she, eating. Yeah, oh, Listen, we're always yeah. eating. So yeah, she, that's and, a Chaldean tradition. Oh, yeah, and we, you know, we um, we have a great time. Good. And it's been it's been a great year so far, and I always say a hundred more and. You know, she does great work with Calc, and she's really been part of, uh, you know, they're kind of, um, I think they've, they've, she's done, she does, she does a lot with them, and um, I see it, and I try to help her out as much as I can, and um, I'm going to, I'm kind of happy to see that you're going to have 
Yeah, uh, Lisa and Kelly. I and, can't wait because because yeah. I um, only got to meet her over the phone. We've always <laughs> seen each other in person, yeah. Lisa, and we follow each other. Yeah, we support yeah, each other the whole way through. But actual introduction, we haven't had yet. Oh, so I, I can't. And, but I've heard so much great. I know her brother though very well. Okay. I grew up with Joe, Joe okay. Jarjo. So when we're yep, okay. yep, I grew up with him and all the Southfield guys. Oh, so yes, uh, so you probably like grew up with all the guys that went to like Lathrop's. Yeah. Well, my cousin, do you know? Well, Pete Raban, and he was always friends with, like Steve Francis okay. and Wissam and all okay. those guys. So yeah. yeah, I was always around that that area. And uh, so then, did you know Jeff? Oro from back then? Or no? Jeff, I didn't. No, okay. Jeff, I didn't. But his sister, I've known for a long time. She's uh, best friends with my cousin, but oh, I've nice. known her. Jeff, I just got to meet him. Yeah. That was awesome. The, the 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 young man that he's partners with yeah. is my brother's best friend, John Jonathan yes. Gasol. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's a small world. You know how know. it goes. Yeah. You know, and now I actually see like what 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 you said. Why I enjoy doing this is because mm-hmm. not only do I get to know more Chaldeans, mm-hmm. I get to know what what more. Chaldeans are doing correct. That's yeah. the biggest thing. So now, when I walk by you at a wedding, I yeah. get to know. You know what I'm hey, saying? I know so if I'm guy. bugged yeah. by my foot, I might walk nudge and say, hey, "Can I go dance right now, or is this not worth it?" Is that so. do these shoes? Are these <laughs> the shoes that should work? My um, favorite. My favorite is you know. Hey, do you got a foot fetish? Yeah. No. This is not. This is not the field I, for foot fetishes. I, I, <laughs> I have a buddy of mine who married his wife because she has beautiful feet. And that's his thing. He worked with me. He's, he's a Calvinian Any girl guy. I've ever dated has actually kept made me keep my <laughs> socks on and not touch them with my feet anywhere. So I said, <laughs> okay, uh, I get it. Well, to round this off, yeah. we have a, a question we always ask our uh, interviewee is, is um, what does it mean to be Chaldean? So besides, you? yeah, yep. well, for me personally, yep. it's besides the definition is actually being able to belong to a community that understands who you are, you know, the struggles, because it seems like everyone kind of went through the same similar struggle. Sure. Whether it be, you know, in the last 10, 15 years, 40 years, but it seems like we've all followed the same path. And I think the biggest thing for me, what it means to be is, hey, this is who we are. We came from a certain place in the Middle East. Yep. Um, when I hear Chaldean, I've become very comfortable with who you are and, you know, things like that. Um, I think one of the biggest things I've realized, you know, as I grew, as I grow, you know, grow, become more wise and, you know, learn more about life in general is how much when you find someone similar to you in yep. regards to your background, yep. how much more you could relate, how much more sure. you understand each other. Um, because you have to, you don't have to worry about introductions anymore. You have to now worry about, Hey, what, how can we support each other? Yep. And I think that's the biggest thing I've seen, especially with, you know, seeing my wife and her charity and then seeing my, exposure to our physicians in our community i've noticed like hey you see that you're chaldean don't hide from it anymore right you know um you know in chicago hey what are you yeah i'm chaldean well what is that yes you know now it's like oh what do you do you know so there's there's it's so weird because when you're in chicago you'd say assyrian or chaldean and they'd they'd be like oh what is that what you know and things like that and you have to sit there explain to them and things like that and then you come here and then you realize oh i don't have to worry about that because i'm already established i agree i don't have to reestablish anything now i just have to make sure that we are perpetuating us as a as a great you know community and Mm -hmm. you know i think i think as we all get older we are doing that more and more with our professionalism and kind of just you know being good members of the community. I think that's the bottom line. Just be a good member of the community. Yep. You know, I think that's... Appreciate it. 
I think that's what it is, and you guys have are a great example of it. And I'm thank you. I'm very happy. I, you know, I, I'm here. I'm, We're glad to have had you. Yeah, it was so. awesome. It was great, and uh, I I do think that uh, this could help out some people get off their feet <laughs> and get to you. Okay, yeah. get up. You know, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that would uh, that would definitely be. Um, like you said, a big thing is is just the comfort level. It's, it makes it easier to be Chaldean to deal with Chaldean. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. the number one thing. Yeah. So if any of you are feeling anything, any type mm-hmm. of hurt, pain, yeah, whatever exactly. it is, come check mm-hmm. out. You know, yeah. check out Bruce. See what he's got to offer to help out. And again, like he said, the number one thing is he's not here to cut you open. Yeah. So check him out and just see it. Because like you said, yeah. to have your feet hurting is not normal. Mm-hmm. So you exactly. definitely need to go see this gentleman definitely. and see what he can do for you yeah. and help you out. And yeah, and we, I mean, it's and don't think that there's something that's out of my scope you know you know they always one of the biggest things i just want to make clear is yeah i do anything from below the knee down sure um fractures um you know bunions things like that these are all surgical stuff but my number one goal is non-surgical care that's huge surgeries don't get me wrong i love you know to be in the operating room and you know doing all that but it takes a lot to get there and i want to make it clear that that should not be a in my right. in my world. That's not that first answer. It's the only answer if there's nothing else that's working. And I think that's where a lot of the times people get afraid to go to a surgeon or Agreed. they afraid. You know, yep. and I think one thing as a group we've done is to make it clear. Hey, first minute you walk in, the first word isn't surgery. The first word is, what's going on? Let's see how we could do this without having to do anything mm-hmm. severe. Um, a lot of conservative care. I mean, that's and that's the bottom line. And I want to make sure to our community that. That is it. I mean, even if it's for a simple toenail, you know, it's an ingrown yeah. toenail, I will take care of it. It's, you know, it's it's not something you just avoid or ignore. No. Because, and it's common. Yeah. Some of the stuff is common. We, we've common. inherited it from our older generation. <laughs> yes. They have had yeah. rough nails. So. Exactly. And like, you know, like you said, your, you said your sister has, or your sister-in-law has. My, my sister so has. She got a bunion. Yeah, 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 a little bunion. Yeah. yeah. And those things, you know, they're, they're. There's a lot of things you could do to help pad it, you know, yep. and and just shoe gear modifications or just other topicals even, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people get nervous because they think the first thing that's going to happen is going to be an injection or, of course. you know. Or cut you open, like yeah. you said. And Which, so I think that's one thing that I want to just make clear. Like, hey, that's, that's we might want. be trained in it. It doesn't mean it's the, the first option. Yeah. That's awesome. So I want to make sure that's clear. Yeah. Well, it was awesome having you. Thank you, Junior. Bruce Kello, you guys, like I said. Get up off your butts and get on your feet and get to see him if you have to. Ladies, you heard, again, in regards to anything from pedicures and all that stuff. He gave you some tips on that today. You'll be able to find him, anybody that's looking Mm -hmm. to apply for some type of job uh, under their field. Again, um, we'll we'll support and we will put all links and post up your phone number on there. It was great having you. Good luck with everything, and we wish you the best of success to you and your group. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. Later, peeps. Peace out, everyone. Thanks, Junior.